Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And don't forget, you can also watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And today we're talking about something that we cannot dispute, and that is Smith County produces the sweetest and tastiest watermelons. But why is that? And we've got a Smith County watermelon farmer joining us to share a little bit more, Clyde McGee. Hey, Clyde. How are you doing today? I am doing well, and I appreciate you taking the time out. I know as a farmer you are super busy, but with the heat rising out there in the afternoon, you needed a good excuse to get in in the cooler weather, huh? Yeah, I'm sitting in my air-conditioned pickup right now. It was hot this morning. Yes, sir, it was. It was definitely hot this morning. It would be a great time to have uh, a good slice of Smith County watermelon. And I know you know that they're the best watermelons around, but I feel like many Mississippians would agree to that. Can you tell us the secret behind the, the famous Smith County watermelon? It has to do with uh, soil types. We have uh, a rusting uh they call it a, a loamy, sandy, uh, clay. It's mostly in the southern part of Smith County. Uh, and it's, it's just an ideal soil type to grow watermelons. Do you know how long watermelons have been, I would say, mass produced or grown a lot in Smith County? When did, who figured that out? Who figured out the soil was great for watermelons? I know my grandfather, uh, planted them here on this place. Of course, this this farm has been in the family for about 200 years. My great-great-grandfather came over here from North Carolina and settled it. And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if he... I, I would assume he probably grew watermelons on it then, but uh, I'm not... I, I can't... <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but I know my grandfather did. How many watermelons do you feel like come out of Smith County every season, ish? Uh, there's not as many as there used to be. There's not, but about uh, five or six actual people growing uh, commercially now, and it's um, you know it's it's really it's pretty expensive, especially the way that I. It takes about, uh, I guess, two or three thousand dollars an acre to grow a crop, and you know that's not even count the labor to harvest. So you know it's it's not a lot of people that that wants to 
continue to to do it to stay in the business because it's it's labor intensive and it's, it costs a lot of money too. Well, then you have this thing called counterfeit Smith County watermelons, which I just learned about, Clyde. And you said that there's more counterfeit than there are the actual thing. How did this happen? People love Smith County watermelons, and they want to imitate us. (laughs) Is there a way for the consumer to know without a doubt that if they're paying their good money to a farmer, that they're getting a good Smith County watermelon farm? I mean, watermelon. Well, I, you, I will tell you this: the sheriff from from uh, Lawrence County down in Monticello came here to my to the shed here where I sell watermelons, and he he wanted to make sure he was buying Smith County watermelons. So he came straight uh, to the source, huh? That's you know, really, you know, to tell the truth, that's that's the best way. But uh, you know, if you if you when you cut into the watermelon and you know. You have that good, sweet smell, and it's a good, sweet watermelon. Uh, it's got to be from here. Because, uh, I've had friends that, that sent watermelons to Georgia, um, you know, where we have people that have moved over there, and, and they said they just can't get a good watermelon. So I, I, we sent watermelons to Georgia this year to, to my friends over there so they could... Um, be sure to have a Smith County watermelon. Mr. Clyde, you mentioned that there's five or six farmers there in Smith County that maybe still produce commercial amounts or for commercial, uh, I guess, sale. Are they sending, where are they shipping their watermelons? Are they going into local grocery stores in Mississippi? Are they going outside? I know you have your farm, your stands on the side of the road and your farmer's markets where you can find some, but are there stores that we could visit that may have a Smith County watermelon? Uh, for the past 30 years, I've had mine in uh, Kroger, but uh, probably this is going to be the last year. Uh, i got another friend and neighbor he sells in Walmart, but it's it's so hard to deal with those corporate stores. They just, uh, I'll just be honest with you, I'd rather sell to, <laughs> you know, a, a roadside vendor than I had to deal with uh you know, the complications that you have to deal with now selling to the corporate giants in the food business. I can understand that, and that's why I feel like it's important for those listening to good things when you see, you know, the roadside stands, which I know you don't know if they're always uh, the original or sort of not, but usually they are local farmers who are selling other things besides just watermelon. You can pick that up as well as some tomatoes and maybe some honey or some other goods. You are supporting a local farmer that way when you choose to pull off and and take a moment to shop. Exactly. And, uh I'll probably continue to, uh, you know, maybe next year I'll be reducing my acreage considerably and uh, probably continue to sell here at the farm. And uh, that's kind of what I'm looking at. And I'm 70 years old now, and I'm, I'm uh, the body's not <clears throat> not doing too good right now. And it takes a lot of work to stay with it, you know, out there. And uh, 
Uh, I just got to cut back a little bit. Well, that's okay as long as you cut back a little bit, but you don't cut back all the way. You'd have a lot of folks sad, Mr. Clyde, to see you and your family farms go. And for over 200 years, I'm curious, have you passed down seeds? I know a lot of times farmers will save seeds and keep that that line or sort of that variety going. Or is there other ways that you guys choose what to plant each year? Uh, I have a, a guy that I planted his land from. They uh, they passed their, you know, save their seed and have their own variety. I don't know if they still still do it, but we didn't here. Uh, I kind of wish we had. And, uh, but right now it's hard to find good seeded varieties. All your, you know, your corporate stores, you know, like Kroger and Walmart, they want seedless watermelons. That's that's the bottom line, and you know all we grow here is seeded, and, and for a reason we we just um, that's what we're more adapted to growing good sized big watermelons. What's the biggest watermelon you've ever grown, Mister Clyde? Uh, several years ago, I think when my father was still living, we got some uh, black diamonds. <clears throat> they weighed about seventy pounds. Ooh! When that do you? That's huge. That was when I was a a younger a, a younger lad. I couldn't hardly pick them up. <laughs> I can imagine. Hey, tell your dad. Your dad tell you get out there, and if you can pick up that watermelon, you don't have to work as hard today. We'll cut your hours short and sort of see <laughs> see what happens. So, how long's the season, Mister Clyde? How much longer can we expect to see our roadside stands and find Smith County watermelons in our grocer? Uh, not much longer. They won't. Um, uh, I'm basically almost through my mind. It's probably another week, and they'll all be um, gone. And uh, but there's some others that you know plant late, planted later fields. But most all mine were early. Uh, I had to replant a lot of mine on account of the March freeze, and uh, that made pushed everything forward. So. Uh, you know, it or pushed it later. I normally this time of year would already been finished. Well, Mr. Clyde, last question: Do you salt your watermelon or don't salt your watermelon? I I, I eat them as is. <laughs> I don't need it <laughs> to alter alter the taste. Of that's just not right. <laughs> I know a lot of people do. That's, Salt and pepper, too. Yes, I've heard that. And then you have some that just thinks that's completely sacrilegious. But, you know, as long as it is a Smith County, a true blue Smith County watermelon, if you need to salt it or put a little pepper on it, that's fine. But just making sure you get it from, you get the real McCoy um, each year, at least one. It matters to the farmers. Well, Mr. Clyde, we, thank you so much for your time and all you've done there for the farm community uh, for watermelons. You're a great supporter for it and advocate for it on online for sure. Oh, I sure thank you. And the Lord bless you. Take I, care. All righty, you guys stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. That you're gonna have a ball learning how to do the watermelon crawl. Well, we got a hundred gallons sweet red wine made from the biggest watermelons on the vine. Help yourself to some little bathing long. If you drink, don't drive. Do the watermelon crawl.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. things we are on your computer your mobile device you can watch it on roku amazon fire tv devices you can even find us on youtube and if you got ceasefire tv we are on channel 70 right next to the weather channel and don't forget to you can catch good things in podcast form wherever you listen to podcasts and the mississippi wildlife foundation conservation raffle that is a Big mouthful is going on now. Get your tickets for great prizes all while supporting wildlife conservation and outdoor recreation in Mississippi. That's a good thing. Visit the raffle website, mwfp.foundationraffle.com for more information on where and how to purchase your raffle tickets. So tickets are 20 bucks and can only be purchased online and ticket sales in July the 30th. So that's right around the corner. The drawing is going to be on August the 14th. And so you, you do not have to to be present to win, which is a good thing as well. So get those tickets and then also get out and make sure you put your name on the registration box for a Guns and Roses VIP experience on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. We want to send you there when they come to town September the 20th. You'll get an all VIP access or treatment. You get a night stay at the luxurious Beau Rivage and then a limo ride to and I hope from the concert, which is to be determined. <laughs> <laughs> you must be 21 to enter. You can go to supertalk.fm slash GNR. But I, I, in good faith, I feel like you'll get back from the concert. Again, we Super. would rather have it from than to, right? Yes. So you you know what? You get to choose. You, you, get, you get a limo. You get a <laughs> one-way ride in a limo. Do you want it there or do you want it on the way back? That is not true. <laughs> they will make sure that you get the full, the full round. It's just it's just fun. But speaking of the Smith County watermelons and all the hardworking farmers that grow there, Mississippi also won big at the 2023 International Master Gardener Conference. Whoop, whoop, party, party. And many of you um, won Madison, Hines, Forest, Lamar counties, and um, the International Search for Excellence Award in the Demonstration Gardens category. David Gibby was the one who accepted on behalf of many of the master gardeners in all those different uh, districts. And they won their Dominic's Garden Project, and they started this a test garden at St. Dominic's Hospital Child Care Center for the three- and four-year-olds. And so they're doing some good work there, and we're recognized for it. If you want to read the rest of it, I've shared that over in the Good Things Facebook group. But you know if there's one thing Mississippi can agree on. We got some great farmers who can grow some great produce here in our state. So I think that's uh, a really good thing. We're also talking about other things that we can all agree on over on the Good Things Facebook group. There's got to be a few things that I feel like no matter who you are, we can all come together and go, ah, yes, we can all agree on that. Does anything come to mind for you, Will? These people that keep saying, um, you know, turn your AC up to 78, and I don't think there's one person that agrees with them. <laughs> I just think that that's so a... true. We're not a lizard. I, I, I don't see anybody going, yeah, that's that's what we should do. Not one person. 
I feel like you're, and I, and I know that it's real talk as your um, electric bills get higher during this time, it can really put a strain on some some financial um, situations, and so not to, to disrespect that. But there's a lot who are like, we will eat PB&J. You crank it down to whatever needs to be for us to be able to you know, sleep the way we want to sleep or be comfortable the way we want to be comfortable. And then there's some of you who are legit, like put draw that line in the sand. It's like, do not invite me to your house. House, if you have it set on, you know, 78, 79, whether it be a lizard. True story. God bless them if they're listening. You know, I may change. How do they say it on TV? The names have been changed for protection to, protect, protect, the the, innocent, I, to yeah. protect the innocent. A group of us went to sit with some um, elders from from a, from a church, and God bless them. They, I guess, their heir just wasn't owned, but they were both in their um, mid eighties, still living together, all the things. And it was a group of us sitting around, just chatting and, and fellowshipping and all the things. And I look around, and most of the men just had those little sweat beads. Like starting to roll down their faces from just the stuffiness, no air circulation, no whatever it may be. And when we all finally, you know, had our time and left, we all went outside and was like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and you couldn't be rude. You weren't going to ask them to like, who's going to actually go to someone's house that's not family and go, hey, could could you turn on a fan? Could you could you bump down the AC just a tiny bit? Nobody's going to actually going to do that. But Sherry's getting a lot of likes on hers. It says no fish in the microwave. You don't heat it up. You don't cook it. You don't put it in the microwave. Fish in the microwave just do not go together. I had a buddy of mine back many years ago when, you know, we weren't married or anything like that. We had had a big crawfish boil, and the next morning he got up and wanted some crawfish and he had put some in the refrigerator and attempted to uh, heat it in the microwave, and that was just a very poor, poor decision by that man, um, whose name shall be mentioned. But yes, fish, anything like that in the microwave, nope, nope, just. And we can all agree that burnt, burnt, burnt popcorn. When you're speaking of the microwave, just ruins everybody's day. It doesn't just ruin your day. It is the you... most distinct smell. <laughs> and I the time here <laughs> i know everybody around here eats popcorn and they you, you walk in and you can immediately you know somebody has burnt some popcorn and it and it upsets you because now you don't have your popcorn and it upsets everybody else because now they have to smell your said uh burnt popcorn and nobody and then nobody is happy uh in that respect so i think we can definitely all agree on that here's one though that i don't i mean i agree with it you probably agree with it Several on the text line, or not the text line, on the Facebook group agrees with it, but it could be a polarizing thing. Coke is better than Pepsi. I don't know if there's any Pepsi distributors listening. Please shut your ears. But <laughs> outside of a few products, like, I didn't think that they were our main. When some when you're at a restaurant and they say we, we don't, don't have, have Coke, Coke, you immediately ha- go. What other options are available? Dr. Pepper. Well, I mean, that's a, it's a Pepsi product. but Now, Mountain Dew, which is a Pepsi product, I've got friends of mine, people that work here, I know would they live and die by it. They mm-hmm. love it. Diet Mountain Dew the same way. But Diet Coke and Diet Pepsi are not an equal it is not. swap. It is not. It's just simply not. It's two totally, entirely different beverages. There is not a, there is no like. Is that a southern thing, I guess? I don't know. Well, you know, because I guess, obviously Pepsi's selling somewhere, right? 
I, I'm sure. I assume so. There, there are places. You know, you thought of the restaurant right now. You were like, that restaurant, they don't serve, you know, the soda of my, of my choice. Um, but you know, here in the South, you've got the fact that, uh, Coke was first bottled in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Yeah. You got right across here in the South to Atlanta. You've got the huge Coca-Cola sort of plant. We, we have our ties to Coke. We feel a little bit, um, sort of drawn to it. Don't know. I mean, you know, Bart's root beer was created in Mississippi on the Gulf Coast somewhere. It, where, where, who own is Bark's root beer? It's on, I don't, like, I don't know who distributes Bark's root beer. I'm guessing it's Coca Cola. I'm going to assume maybe it is. I don't, I honest to gosh, I don't know that. I feel like if, if I'm looking, like, if I close my eyes and I go to the pizza place and I'm looking at where my cup's going to go on the, on the fountain thing, you see either Bark's root beer or mugs. They're not, there's two different brands. Yeah. But I can't picture where, if mugs is with Pepsi or if, yeah, I don't know which with, ones, which, and then you got A and W, and then you have A and W, and so I don't, you know, when it comes down to who really owns all of these brands, I'm sure at one time Barks was its own standalone, just as Coke was, and yeah. then over time, um, these different things have, you know, the larger brands bought up the smaller ones, but kept, you know, kept the name. So I don't know, somebody may, somebody may um, know that Marks originated from Biloxi. Marks, what's Marks? Maybe he meant to put barks and barks. auto-corrected. Oh, maybe barks. Yes, and they say the new uh, the new Coke is or was um, horrible. They have the different flavors. I don't know if we can agree on that, but we can at least all agree that we're Team Coke here in Mississippi. Unless sales comes in and tells me I need to say otherwise. <laughs> and you know, Diet Coke is Diet Coke is an American thing. That is not. You go overseas, you cannot buy Diet Coke. They have Coke Light. Which huh. tastes like Coke Zero, so Diet Coke is a strictly American thing, and Pepsi products just overseas just aren't a big thing. At least the places I've been to. Uh, but I, I don't. I can't think of one friend of mine who drinks Pepsi straight. Pepsi. Speaking of just uh, who you got ties to, it wasn't. It came out of Ole Miss. I know that. I don't know the year. I don't know the position in the athletics that they had. But I do know they were on a hot mic, and it was a hot game. I want to say it was football, but I could be wrong with that. But I do know the rest of the story is true. And the um, reporter asked. How were their players able to stay hydrated during such a hot game? I think the other team was getting cramps and things. This dumb dumb said pickle juice, which is probably true, but they had a huge contract with Gatorade. <laughs> 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 and he got, or they got, yeah. a little, little, <laughs> whenever that got over with, like, no, no, no. They may have been to the side, they may have been eating pickles, but they were drinking. They were drinking their sponsored drink of choice, but you know, anyway. All right, stick with us though. We got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. (laughs) 
You can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And don't forget, you can watch us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. Coming up this weekend, you got the first jamming or joking artist showcase. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's happening this Friday at the Good Deeds Community Center in Gulfport, Mississippi. Joining us to tell us a little bit more is Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Hey, how are you? I am doing well. And I, anytime I hear of an opportunity for artists to get out and showcase their skills and talent and maybe, you know, get discovered or have an opportunity to get in front of those that they otherwise wouldn't, I think is a really good thing. So give us the rundown on this first jamming or joking artist showcase. Sure thing. Uh, thank you for having me, first of all, and uh, covering the event for us. Uh, that's that's really important. Um. So the Jamming and Joking Showcase, uh, Draco Music Productions kind of put this together, and, and I came in to help these guys, you know, put the show on. And what we're trying to do is just locate and identify local talent. Uh, it's all about local talent. If you're talking about developing new talent, it starts with local talent. So that's where we wanted to start, and we wanted to start in the community and, and see, you know, kind of what kind of talent's here, who's here who's serious, who's not, just help the ones we can. Which I know Mississippi is full of good talent. I mean, there's nobody that's going to deny that for sure, Patrick. Particularly on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I mean, that's a thriving kind of indie community of all different kinds of music, musicians, bands, also all kinds of other artists. So how will this showcase work? Is it come all, or is there like a certain... um, I guess part of music that you would like singers or, or is it band members or what will, what will be going on? Well, the showcase is open for everyone. This is going to be the first in a series of showcases that we do, hopefully. And we, you know, we had a registration period that the artist called in sign up is, it's not, uh, particularly genre based. Um, so, you know, anybody can enter and get in, uh, Typically, you get more of one genre than another, but uh, that's not a requirement in any kind of way. And then what we do is we have them come and, and, and perform for the showcase. We're going to have a, a panel of judges there judging on a five-category system. They will be judging on uh, performance, uh, artist delivery, uh, subject matter, what the song was about, um, and a couple other categories to make sure that everybody gets graded the same way and it's not just a perception or, you know, I know this guy, so I'm voting for him. We actually want to judge the talent uh, as much as we're judging the personality because we do know that the personality is as important as the talent. So we want to include everything in that, you know, and and then after the showcase, provide support so that these artists that want to grow can grow, provide them resources, provide them educational materials and opportunities. So what's on the line? I know that there is maybe an opportunity to work with Rick Ross. How does that work? Well, if you win the showcase, or there may not be a winner, I'm not sure how that works, but what's kind of on the line uh, for coming out other than just uh, getting to network and get seen? Well, what we do, we have a network of producers, writers, uh, promoters, booking agents, and so we provide access to the network to the artist because that's really the most important thing for the artist is to have access to the things they need to grow. 
Uh, a lot of times, you know, local artists get stuck being local because they just simply don't have the access to grow. So we provide all of that. You mentioned the Rick Ross. That's going to be one of the opportunities we're providing. The winner of the showcase, this first showcase, we're going to put him on a song with Rick Ross, and we're going to release that song for him. Uh, we've already uh, obtained the song and, and obtained all the licensing for the music. All we have to do now is declare a winner and see who's going to be on the song. Uh, there will be probably something like this happen for the second one as well, artists to be determined, of course. But we're trying to provide major opportunities and, and, and opportunities that can actually get you off the ground and into the industry working um, as an artist. That's really exciting stuff, Patrick. Now, I know that you are a partner in this. You have uh, Fish Beats Digital. What do you guys do? We're a digital media company. We do anything digital. So we do videos. We do radio. We do uh, music recording, uh, music promoting, music anything. So we, it's, it's inter- all entertainment-based. Um, we specialize in the entertainment industry and in helping artists reach their goals, reach their potential. Uh, we submit music for movies. We do all kinds of stuff, and we do all of that with our partnership with Draco. And um, it's all about, and I probably said this 10 times already, but I can't say it enough. It's really about identifying those artists who are seriously wanting to be professional and then making available the resources they need to make the transition from local to professional. Because that, that transition is a dawning transition when you're just a local musician and you don't know the people in the industry you need to know to grow. So that's kind of where we are. We're just, we're just starting, and everything's going super so far, and we hope it continues. And I know Draco just got, or the company just got, awarded from the Mississippi Arts Commission, which also shows that they're out there yes. doing good things, and it's being it's being noticed for the work that they're doing. I love you keep uh, going back to Patrick and focusing on local. I think local talent needs to be able to partner with folks that have their best interest at mind and then sort of help them, I guess, um, nurture that potential or at least see the goal and that they maybe not know how to reach it next is where I'm trying to get with that. Okay, if they want to go to the first jamming or joking artist showcase if they want to be an artist that may have already have a deadline not sure but they want to go and just see it and see what it's all about when is it it's this it's this coming weekend right it's this friday night at the good deeds community center in gulfport mississippi uh the performance slots have have been filled they are uh, locked up for this particular one but you can always go to uh draco music productions.com and uh join the mailing list or send me an email at uh, fish.beatsbeatz at yahoo.com. I'll add you to the email list so you can stay informed on what we're doing and get the information you need to get involved in, in what we got going on going forward. And if I may, you said one thing just now that I think is, is pretty relevant, which is all of this started out of a need in this community to have a a place for local artists to go that they could trust. Uh, you, you mentioned trust a little bit earlier, and that is essential. Is there, you know, there are plenty of people around who will tell you they can help you. They'll tell you they can do this. They charge you some money, and then they disappear. And that's a lot of what we hear from some of the artists we talk to is uh, just appreciation for the fact that, hey, the, you, you do what you say you're going to do. So 
I just wanted to say that as well before we get off here. Absolutely. I think that's very important. And Draco and, and, and his wife have been on the show before for the good works that they're doing and trying to do down there. It's obviously, again, been rewarded by the Mississippi Arts Commission. So um, yes. I hope folks reach out and see what resources you guys have. And you'll have to let us know who wins, okay? We will. We'll come back after the showcase and we'll do a recap for you. All righty. I look forward to that. Thank you for your time, Patrick. Thank you. All righty. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Did you ever do a talent competition ever in school? I did a drawing competition thing one time, but not like get on the Which stage. Which I know this isn't something. like a talent competition per se. It's a it's an artist showcase, so you're yeah. already, you know, kind of geared that way. But there is something to be, you know, sort of one. Trying to think back. I mean, I did an essay contest one time, and I won. My mom still has it, and I wrote about a duck. And, and try, like journey on deck, <laughs> and I had to get up and read the short essay in front of everybody because I won. Um, I should have known my path was marked for me um, from from there on. It was in middle school, but I've never like signed up for like a talent, like singing, dancing. I mean, I no. I did choir. I was forced into it in, in church. When you're younger, you know they force you into children's choir, and then I was forced into it um, in school. But no. And pageants were that wasn't for me. Have y'all yeah. can't walk in straight lines, so that that wasn't for me. But I, I find it very inspiring those that who are willing to just come out of the shadows and think that they have something, and then put like just bear it all out there to then be pretty much sort of judged. Which, if you haven't heard, American Idol is coming to the Mississippi State Fair this coming up October. Which is crazy to think that the fair in October is close enough to be talking about in this 100 degree heat but it's on its way and i think if you still want to do that you still you can go to supertalk.fm and find out all the recommend or all the uh, regulations to it but you do have to send in a video you do have to be selected you can't just show up that day there'll be 40 and then cut down to five i do believe but there's a process to that as well but hey options if you think you got chops there are several ways in mississippi to get yourself seen and heard could be scary could be great i don't know stick with us we got more for you coming up next Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back. 
back to good things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. We hope you know you can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you got Sports Talk Mississippi coming up next. You will find them still alive in Nashville. I love it when it says live in Nashville. I'm like, hey, live, live. I just, you should just send me the live reads to read over before you send them to me uh, there. <laughs> Will, I'm picking on you. It's for the 2023 SEC Media Days starting yesterday, and they are counting down to the start of college football season. They had a good day yesterday, huh? Yeah, good day. Lots of uh, funny stuff. They put them near the bathroom. Uh, I saw them on TV. So they, I saw the back of Houston's. I knew I could pick them out. So I saw Houston, and then I saw Hey Dad, and then I saw Borky. They were sitting kind of in their normal sort of L shape that they always do, and it panned across the room. My husband was watching it late the afternoon on TV, and sure it was something that was pre-recorded because they would have been all fair by then. But, but anywho, um, yeah. I noticed people kept walking by, and I thought, man, this this SEC Media Days is busy, and it just. And then I noticed, wait a minute, I just saw that guy walk by a minute ago, and then they went back by. What's and then I realized, oh, they put him near the bathroom, <laughs> and they put him near the big trash can. Listen. So people are constantly walking so behind them. So is it not like all... a come, come, like free for all, like first come first serve on where you get to sit or anything I like that? I think they assign you a space. Um, and this is the first time we've done the show in Nashville. The first time they've had it in Nashville. Um, so I'm not sure how it works out, but I think they do assign you a space based on. You know, some shows have just one person. Some have four or five, like mm-hmm. we ours does. So uh, that was kind of interesting. And then the other thing that was kind of cool yesterday was the fact that we became Super Talk Mississippi slash Louisiana because we no had on Matt Moscona. Oh, that's right. I heard that they were going to try to do the duel. Did it and work? They did it. Yeah. So we were on in New Orleans, Alexandria, Lafayette. Uh, Lake Charles and Baton Rouge all at the same time, in addition to all of our stations in Mississippi. Well, that's pretty neat. If somebody wants to go back and listen to any of those conversations they missed, how do they do that? Supertalk.fm and just click on shows and click on Sports Talk. And, of course, we have all the interviews and everything on YouTube. And then I know today is Mississippi State Preview Day. Is they call it Preview Day? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Preview. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, they have Mississippi State today. We are going to have Zach Arnett on along with Will Rogers. Uh, they're going to talk to Benjamin Watson from the SEC Network. Let's see who else is going to be on today. Greg McElroy from Alabama is going to be on, and then or who played at Alabama is down at SEC Network. And then uh, let's see, it's also Auburn's Day and Florida's Day. So Auburn, the big story. Hugh Freeze. Who's he? <sighs> I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, I was just, if you had to just, how would you just, like, if you were put in a... Former Ole Miss head coach. Is that one of those things where if you're sitting, like, if you get stuck by somebody on an airplane and you get to the topic of whatever comes up, you freeze, and someone's like, well, what do you think about that? Is it one of those things where you're just, how far into this do I want to go in this conversation? Do you do you lie and say, oh, I'm not really that big a fan, not really sure? Or do you, like, engage, depending how long the flight is? I mean, it's obviously, it also depends on your mood that day, how well you slept the night before and how yeah. caffeinated you are. But it's one of those, like, do you, do you engage or do you just... Yeah. I had forgotten this, but... His last SEC Media Day appearance was in 2017. Uh, he did not make it to the start of the season. He was let go after SEC Media Days that year. I forgot about that. So this is his first return since that happened uh, to the SEC Media Day. So interesting stuff. I'm sure his bridges are big enough for it. 
He's good. He's fine. He's he's an interesting fellow, shall we say. You'd have to be. <laughs> but it makes for great entertainment, I'm sure, if that's what you want to call it. It is, it is very – it's it's like a soap opera. There's always something going on. Which I think is part of the allure of the SEC. It's just it's like one big daytime slash sporting soap opera that kind of has all of the original, you know, the the um, mean, the needed characters for just a daytime drama to, to go and come and go all yeah. around. And what's so funny is so little of it has to do with, like, the on-the-field stuff. You know, the X's and O's and this player and that player. So much of it is just... The off the field coaches wanting to go somewhere else, NIL, conference realign, all that that stuff. This coach is talking about that coach behind his back, all that kind of stuff going on. That's what makes it so much fun. It's high school drama. Yeah, it's just like high school drama all over again. But but again, highly entertaining, and they've got many more hours for you coming up for that next on Sports Talk, which you can get it right here. On uh, Super Talk, but our fun conversation never ends over on the Good Things Facebook group. We have no drama mamas there, unless you want to fight about, I guess, what we all agree on. <laughs> so if you love Pepsi, head on over. You can start the war uh, over there on the Good Things Facebook group, but stick with us. You got the boys coming up next from 3 to 6. I guess Rhino and I will be back with you tomorrow at 2, but until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Don't pass me Mississippi Media Production.